Ryan from the Moon is Dead world, and um, me and Martin are back with Blood and Black Rum for another episode. We're on episode six now, and it's been almost a month since we last checked in, and it's been nearly probably three months since we started the whole vacation series of <laughs> podcasting. Um, we ran into some issues schedule-wise. I started a new job. Martin started a new job, basically. And um, so we've had like some scheduling conflicts, and uh, just we all we did have different mm-hmm. schedules now where the weekends are kind of out. So <laughs> it means we have to find other time in between to do it. So then we did the West Craven podcast, which was a retrospective, and that was kind of a timely thing. Um, we wanted to get that up because. West Craven had just recently passed away, so we needed to get that up and pay our respects to him. Um, but now we're back. We're back from our vacation to review the last parts of vacation. That's right. <laughs> um, we did check out the regular, the the vanilla-flavored vacation, and then we went on to um, review the new vacation, and now we're back with both European and Vegas Vacation. And I'll be honest with you, it's been a long time since we watched European Vacation. I think we did that about probably three weeks ago. I think we had yeah. we were we set out to do that before the West Craven retrospective. Then that kinda came up and we didn't really get a lot of time to do it. So um we watched that probably about three weeks ago and it's not really fresh on our minds anymore. Um Still got stuff to say, though. Yeah, we have stuff to say, but I think that since we just watched Vegas Vacation, we're definitely going to spend a lot more time on that than European Vacation. But European Vacation's not my favorite anyway. Oh, and and, and we're, we skipped over, as we said before, we skipped over Christmas Vacation because that's definitely going to be more of a holiday, holiday time. time. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely cover that because the holidays. Both one of our favorite holiday movies. It is. Um, today, before we get into the... Uh, the actual review portion, we obviously have to talk about what alcohol we're drinking because that is a big part of Blood and Black Rum. Um, it is have, fall now. It is fall. We can officially move into the fall packs. Um, that so, they put out in mid-July. That's right. <laughs> now we can actually say that it's time for them. Um, so I've had a couple, and actually... Today, we did start out before dinner with a Goose Island Oktoberfest, which was actually very good. This is my first time having it. I liked it. I thought it was, you know, a solid octo. I do like their um, autumn ale as well. Um, that one's more hoppy than, than like a traditional beer that you think of for autumn. So it's an interesting. Yeah, I thought I, I haven't had it, but when he said he tried it, I thought it'd be more like a brown ale. Because when I kind of hear like autumn ale, I kind of think they yeah. probably go more towards yeah, like brown a, ales are generally what you hear. Like if they name them autumn, generic it, yeah. autumn ale, it's but, generally a brown or like a nut brown nut ale, yeah. something like that. But you said it was like more like a more red, like a red pale. More, yeah, I think it's considered like a red ale, but it's a hoppy red, kind of like what uh, Sam Adams did for their hoppy log. Yeah, their ho- hoppy red. Um, so that's what theirs is. But now. We moved on to my Saranac pack, trying to finish that up. And I'm not a huge fan of pumpkin ales. I mean, I drink them sometimes. So if I get them in a, in a fall pack, then I will definitely – I'll drink some of them. But I've had so many fall packs that I have now an abundance of pumpkin ale, and I can't drink them all. So Martin has the Saranac pumpkin ale. It's delicious. It's which is my, really good. It's, I one, mean, it's one of my favorite pumpkin ales. It's, def, it's got a f- good balance of – Pumpkin, you know, pumpkin spice to it, but also a malt and beer quality. There's some pumpkin beers out there that just go too damn overboard in the pumpkin, and yeah, or or or, or it's and it, or the too light on it, and you really can't, you know. I will say that that's one of the ones that I really do like. Um, and I'm drinking the Saranac Legacy IPA, which is it's a basic IPA, but you know, I think we've had a uh, review before. I probably did. Yeah, yeah. Because um, they still have that part of that pack, um, so well they put it in now instead of their pale ale. It used to be yeah, their, it used to be the Saranac pale. Ale. It used to be their standard. Like as as most people know, uh, when you get a variety pack half the time, um, instead of getting all seasonal beers, there's usually one beer in there that's like 
the company's standard. So, like, for Sam Adams, it's, they always put their Boston lager in. For Saranac, it used to be their pale ale, but now they're really pushing their legacy IPA. It's been out for about two years now. Yeah. And that's taken away their pale ale. Which is kind of sad, because I, I, I prefer having the pale ale in the pack, because mm. it's more drinkable, it's more, you know, kind of a sessionable type of beer. I don't know why Beer Ad Kit doesn't just have us on, like... <laughs> do our own podcast for them because we uh, definitely could do that. Well, you wouldn't be hearing bullshit like uh, figginess. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is going off topic, but a couple, years, couple, <laughs> a couple years ago, uh, Ryan and I, I bought uh, Guinness actually had a variety pack out, which is strange, and it was their normal Guinness, their foreign extra stout, which is Guinness's best offering. It's fantastic. Their extra stout and then a generous ale. And the gen because it was during Christmas time. So winter. And it's supposed to be like a winter style lager. It tasted like a warmer, like a like it just tastes like a bland beer. Yeah, bland lager. And we were re- looking online at Beer Advocate, and you had pe- people reviewing like, oh, I taste the hints of fig and allspice and clove and like what the f- like I, I don't understand what, like I don't what know the where f- that came from what the fuck are you talking about I don't know. Oh, I did see what I was telling you, too, about the Oktoberfest review on Beer Advocate for Sam Adams. Some guy said, like, he tasted a hint of vanilla. In Oktoberfest? <laughs> Not really. I don't get that at all, but <laughs> I guess. Every taste bud is different. It is. I don't know. Um, that's, that's strange. <laughs> Can't explain it. Like, they were saying, like, I, uh, I taste the, the maltiness and... The nice brown hue. There's a hint of vanilla at the end, and maybe to him. <laughs> so I guess we'll move into uh, taking on European vacation first. It does come? We'll go in order, basically. Um, European vacation was um, actually in uh, let me just 1985 was when it was released. So a few years after Vanilla Vacation, uh, but. Uh, a few years. Can't call, you can't call the first one Vanilla Vacation. People people who have no idea about it are going to think, like, oh, it's just boring vacation. It's just the boring vacation. I call it that just because... The, I mean, vanil- I like to. V- Vanilla Vacation would be the new one that's out because it, uh, it's just called Vacation. Yeah. At least the last one was called National Lampoon's Vacation. So from here on out, <laughs> I'll call it National Lampoon's Vacation. Just, <laughs> just trying to shorten it a little bit. Vanilla Vacation just kind of rolls off the tongue, but I guess not. <laughs> But, um, so this one was a few years after National Lampoon's Vacation, a few years before Christmas Vacation, which is after National Lampoon's Vacation, the pinnacle of vacation movies, in my <laughs> esteemed opinion. Um, European Vacation, um, to me is, uh, it's better than Vegas Vacation, I think, but it's, it's like really close for me. I, I definitely... I'm not a huge fan of European Vacation. I've only seen it a couple times, which is odd for me because I've seen the other vacation movies a thousand times. A thousand times. So, well, like, well, like I, we said before, it's the other ones, like especially like Vegas and Christmas during Christmas time and regular uh, National Lampoon's Vacation. They, they used get a to lot play. More air time. They used to play all the time. And European, I think I saw once or twice on Comedy Central as a kid. And other than that, it's never on TV. It's definitely like a, the black sheep of the. Franchise, they I would have say. to edit out more boobs. <laughs> Basically, it's not that bad. It's not even that you know. No, there's like a, not even that booby. <laughs> but they, I mean, there yeah, is less cursing in it. There is, yeah, but um, it's another one of those movies that John Hughes wrote. Um, it, and it does have that. It has. I, I I would say though that it does have a different style from the first Vacation. I, I yeah, mean, different, d- totally different, totally tonally different. I think is, I, and I think that might have to do a little bit with the time between movies. I think that and direction too, because yeah. Har- Harold Ramis is not back for this film. Yeah. And I mean, it just there's um there are things about it that just don't don't hit me as much as the first Vacation. I think you can tell in the first opening scene that's how it's totally different it's gonna be with them starting off on a game show yeah uh called uh 
about the piggy. Yeah. Um, shit, I'm drawing a blank on it. But they're dressed up as pigs, basically. And it's a trivia game show, kind of like Family Feud. And they have to answer questions to win the grand prize. But unlo- like, kind of like in The Price is Right, since uh, the grand prize is like never truly won on this show. And against the family's wishes, Clark is, you know, the family's like, no, we'll just take the normal prize. You know, nobody ever wins the grand prize. And Clark's like, yeah, fuck it. We're going to go for the, I want to be a piggy. Yeah, pig and a poke. Yeah. Pig and a poke. Had to look it up there, too, because I forgot. But that's how the the ball gets rolling. They uh, go on this game show, and they win a European vacation. It's pretty simple, but, like, the whole tone of what's going on in the scene is... Over the top, more kind of like slapstick, and it's more like like what you would see on like a Saturday Night Live skit, especially during that time. Yeah, yeah I, was, at I would that say, time. yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I like. Well, I mean, I like the actual setup. I think that that part of it, the game show part, was probably one of the funnier parts of European Vacation. Because, in honesty, I don't really think European Vacation is super funny. No, it's not. It's. Um, I, and I, I agree it's, that it is one of the funnier scenes and not only that it's uh, you know, a good way to kind of give him a reason to go on a vacation instead of Clark going hey kids let's, let's go someplace let's else. go on another vacation yeah. because you know remember how good the last one went you know yeah well see that sets it apart in Christmas vacation European vacation is kind of a thing that just happens to them and Christmas vacation is a thing that they decide to stay home for so they're two different ways of getting around not having Clark come up with a stupid idea. Whereas in Vegas Vacation what we get is basically the same thing as the first vacation. It's just just him saying, saying, let's let's go to Vegas instead of let's go cross country. So, I mean, in that way, I think as a sequel, John Hughes was definitely thinking about something new to do for the franchise. um, Which wouldn't even have been a franchise at that point. It would have just been the second part of that movie um but uh, i think that it's also a good way to really change up the variety because they get to like different countries multiple different countries so you're seeing a lot more of the griswolds in very awkward situations where they are your typical standard americans yeah. that don't really know what they're doing in a foreign country and that works it, it, like a double-edged sword for european vacation because i think First of all, I mean, it can be funny, but at the same time, really been done before. I mean, it's not like we're it's, seeing it's anything nothing new. new. Yeah, it's, it's like a, a your generic road trip movie, basically. I and I think that is part and, of the problem with what you get. Well, I'd also say too, all the countries that they go, they go to Britain, they go to Italy, Germany, France, France. all those those are their countries they go to, and they're all viewed as kind of stereotypically, you know. When they're in England, they got you know, the route they do the roundabout joke, which is you know which is is one of the funnier parts where Clark can't figure out how to get out of the roundabout because it's just filled with that traffic. That's a pretty funny part. Right? And, and he's sitting there for like hours, and then they end up passing out. He's like crying at the wheel because he's just like he's like I can't, I can't merge, I can't merge. But I mean that's funny. But you got like that as a joke, which again that's like it is like a generic like typical thing because. In America, the roundabouts aren't, you know, typically common as, like, a means of traffic. They're kind yeah. of getting more popular now as, like, a means of, like, you know, like, you know, clustered intersections. They're starting to figure out, like, hey, if we put a traffic circle there, things are going to go a lot smoother yeah. than instead of, you know, all the traffic being clustered at a light, but... It's, it's, but that's like a new thing. That's like 2015. 1985, you know, <laughs> you know, nobody knows how the hell those things work if you're from America, which, you know, it's kind of like a stereotypical joke, but it is one that's funny. Another funny joke that comes kind of from the stereotypes is the whole polite Britishness. Oh, yeah. And Eric Idle from Monty Python <laughs> fame has a great cameo and as the overly polite British man. He gets hit by... Clark in a car while he's on his bike and he's just like, oh no, it's, it's yeah, my basi- basically reprising Monty Python ideas. Yeah. And he's like, oh no, it's my fault, you know. <laughs> like, and Clark's like, oh, do you need to go to the hospital? He's like, no, no, I'm fine. I'll just walk, you know. 
Yeah, it occurs multiple times, which I think is another one of the best parts of European vacation. There's scenes that I can take or leave, like um, the one scene where they stay with... They're supposed to be staying with a certain family. In Germany. In Germany. And they end up going to the wrong house. That really seems like an add-on for no reason. I mean, it doesn't really... There's not really anything there. It's not... Yeah, no, I agree, but at the same time, it was kind of funny seeing, yeah. like, I'm, it, that's, it more had to do with, uh, the, the, I think in that situation, the humor of that was the family just being shell-shocked of, like, who the hell are these people? And they're like, you know, they, instead of, like, saying, you know, get out of my house, they just take them in, like, yeah, sure, and after, you know, the night's over with and they leave, they're like, who the hell was that? Yeah. I mean, that, like, is kind of what made it funny, but at the same time, it's not the funniest thing in the world, because you clearly see Clark when he goes into the house, and like, like, oh, it's this number house, like, how stupid he was, because he wasn't looking at, you know, the number on the house. You yeah. Completely got it wrong. Yeah. But. Um, this is one of the only vacations that we see, too, where Clark's really not interested in adultery basically <laughs> um this is more of a it it's more of a, a film that um he's kind of a family man he's not really interested in doing anything else besides being there with his family where whereas everybody else kind yeah, of is really interested in branching off yeah especially kids especially audrey yeah. and uh russ definitely want to go their own ways which they're played by different actors again this one which is but- the, one of the only ones that i'm I'm sorry, but with a hideous Audrey. <laughs> I mean, the, she she is. I mean, the their acting too is also god awful. Yeah, it's one of the low lights. It's not you're not getting an Anthony Michael Hall. You're getting yeah, freaking Jason Lively. <laughs> Jason I, Lively. I have to look Dressy. that up on IMDb, but it's pretty pretty appalling. Yeah, he's not really... Yeah, Night of the Creeps, yeah. He's in Night of the Creeps and Brainstorm. But other than that, that's pretty much all he's known for. Um, and then Audrey is played by Dana Hill, um, who I also don't know. I don't... can't say I know who that is either. Um, she... Uh, not really known for that much, really. The spectacular new adventures of Casper. She was a, she was a voice, and it looks like she's she's done a lot of voice work for different uh, TV series and and kids shows. But other than that, yeah, I mean, yeah she wasn't. Uh, looks like she was in Goof Troop. Goof Troop, yeah. Max. Oh, she was Max. She was Max. Well, there you go. Uh-huh. Did not know that. We'll have to revisit Goof Troop. <laughs> uh, it's been a really long time. Yeah, it has. But um, so. Yeah, memorable acting from the kids is kind of not there. But um, my, one of my, I think another one of my favorite parts that really is, uh, it's, well, it's like a major part of like the, the ending of the film is where they accidentally get caught up in like a chase sequence that's yeah. like right out of like an Italian. Like Lupin. Like, yeah, or well, Lupin or like <laughs> The Getaway or something like that that's like right out of a. Right out of an Italian action movie. Um, yeah, when they get ca- caught up in the kidnapping scenario. Yeah, in a kidna- yeah. That, 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 that was entertaining. Yeah, it, that's especially- probably like in... Well, like, it actually is kind of foreshadowing in Christmas Vacation the FBI kidnapping sequence later on that they actually do in Christmas Vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I, I think it's probably one of the better parts because for the most part... European vacation doesn't really have much of a point to it. Like, there's no... I mean, you're basically just following them through their vacation as they move along. There's no real set arc to it. It's not like in regular... In, you know, National Lampoon's vacation where they have a a place they're going to. Specific, yeah. Specific goal. And and they're going to get there. And then once you hit the end of the film, they're there. It, it doesn't happen like that in European vacation. They just have a bunch of countries that they're visiting without no real goal or anything like that. And it's just basically the stereotypical kind of situations they get caught in. Like yeah, one, of them, one of them is like when they're in France, they're in front of a fountain, 
and they want uh, one of the Frenchmen to take a picture of them so they can like have the you know memory of it and they give him the camera and he's like oh how do I use it yeah. and whatnot and and they're like oh just do this and instead of taking the picture what he does is the stereotypical thing he just takes off and runs with it yeah you know like haha you know or, dumb for you know dumb foreigners trusted or the same thing with the French waiter where he's speaking in French to them while they're trying to order their food and he's talking and he's, yes, yeah, he's being just, totally condescending yeah. and calling them fucking idiots and, yeah which so, that that is a funny part. That is yeah. another yeah, that's another funny part. But but, but um, really, other than that, I don't really have that much to say about your being. I... Uh, quick thing to note: it's the only vacation film too that has their last name spelled differently. Is it? Yeah, in the intro when they have the passports, um, it's spelled Griswold with an A instead of an O at the end. Yeah, because um, they generally spell it with a yeah with an O. So hmm. I did not even notice that. It's yeah. it's a quick little thing, yeah. but yeah, I, I noticed it, and I, just to make sure, I looked up online afterwards. Yeah. I'm like, I like that, but and they had Holiday Road in the beginning too, which is probably oh, the yeah, they did probably the best part of the whole movie. Yeah, but moving into Vegas vacation, they don't start out with with Holiday that's, Road. That's that's yeah. sad. Yeah, well, they that, 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 start out with um, like uh, in Christmas, but that doesn't count. Well. That's different. Yeah. I think that's totally different. I, they yeah, do, I can for, I can. They forgive, start out yeah. with their own theme song yeah. for Christmas, so I can I can forgive I've, them for that. And a little animation sequence, and but they don't start out with like any sort of like trip visions, <laughs> you know, no no imagery of like trips like they would and they do in both European. European yeah, gets yeah. the passports in the you know the. Uh, National Lampoon's Vacation where they get the just postcards, like postcards yeah. and stuff. Christmas Vacation is also different with that because there's no, they're not going anywhere so we don't need that there. But um, Vegas Vacation just basically starts out with the Beach Boys instead. I mean, I love the Beach Boys and you I love me some good vibrations but it's, yeah. it's damn it, it's kind of like a Halloween film. If it's not starting off with you know, then what's the point? It's yeah. a vacation film. I want to hear but they do get it in there. They do, but even which that's actually one of the funnier parts of the movie is when they he's we'll get to that. But when they do get it in there, it's it's kind of like a sweet throwback. But it's one of the few good moments in Vegas Vacation. Or do you think that Vegas Vacation was meant as a throwback? I mean, it's eight years since Christmas Vacation. It's I think they want Chevy Chase need money. That's why. Yeah. Because this, I, I unfortunately, looking, Chevy Chase is looking. It's looking starting to look noticeably he, older in this in Vegas vacation. Yeah. Hasn't put on all that weight yet, but he's starting to. Well, I mean, you can you can see yeah. the signs of it. I yeah. mean, his hair's thinning. His it's getting white. I mean, you can see like this is like pre snow day. Like he's an old yeah. dad. Like. Bev D'Angelo yeah. looks like she's had a few Botox injections yeah. to her forehead. And, I mean, um, just looking up before uh, Vegas Vacation, he really didn't do that much. Last Action Hero in 93. Um, but he really hadn't had that many parts since another vacation movie, since Christmas Vacation. Um, so I, I'm not really sure... If this was just like a thrown together thing, Vegas Vacation, was it just thrown together? Were they just looking to it, that, well, cash in on the franchise? Well, as I said before, this I'm totally surprised this movie got released to theaters because it's it totally looks like feels like it's a direct to direct to VHS yeah, movie. I, I mean, I th- I'm yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. Get, I I was trying to remember back and and think. If it did or not. I mean, I don't ever remember it being in theaters as a kid. I don't but, but, or even seeing like any trailers on TV for it or anything. Uh, no, but I don't either. But, it defi- but I don't remember a lot of things like that. So, I, but who knows? Definitely watching it. I feel like that. Like this should have been like a direct to home video. Yeah. Like there was no reason for this to get. And if the looking on IMDb right now, the bu- says budget was twenty five million dollars. I find that very hard to believe. Well, they did make it back. They made it back, and well, probably the budget was um, that because 
I they didn't. I don't really think they shot in Vegas at all. So they probably had to make a lot of the sets. Um, oh no, they did. They did. They shot. They shot some of the outside strip parts in Vegas, but the rest of that, I, I don't really think they. Looks, oh yeah, they what, did. They what, did do mostly most on location stuff. When you see some of the, like the green screen shots in that oh, movie, wow, yeah. you're sitting there saying like, "How did this?" You know, this is no Hitchcock Vertigo. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't talk smack about Vertigo. I'm not. I'm, I'm <laughs> saying their green screen <laughs> shots are not even Hitchcock Vertigo <laughs> style. I'm like the green screen that we're talking about is when Chevy Chase. Yeah. Uh, is hanging off of the Hoover, Hoover Dam. Dam. Um, looks awful. It looks terrible. <laughs> it does, and uh, not and like not even like in a comical way. Like in like oh that's sad type way. Like, yeah. Can, like like a film student who doesn't have like the money or budget to do anything, so they're cobbling shit together. That's what yeah. it looks like. Yeah. Like why is Chevy Chase, you know, pretend Tarzaning on a? Which that whole sequence of events doesn't even make sense of like how he even got there. Well, no, because you would think, I mean, yes, he's panicking because he got lost in the Hoover Dam uh, from off the dam tour, but um, why would why would you then run through the tunnels of the Hoover Dam and think and it's like a, you know they're getting smaller like, and smaller <laughs> like like security tunnels? He's like, where do I go? And then like, yeah. oh, I'll climb up this tower <laughs> that look you know looks like it's a work ladder, not like for a guest ladder, but. Well, that's part of the problem of Vegas vacation is that it is really cobbled together. I don't think that they took a lot of time to like make sure that this really had any sort of you know bearing on any of the other films. I think this was just a thing that was really just thrown together by people that weren't even related to any. You know, it was directed by Stephen Kessler, and the writers were. You know, it's not John Hughes anymore. That's for sure. It's not. You know, you're not getting any of the original uh, cast. It's mostly, it's like the same thing as like if you took, I mean, there is a sequel to Christmas Vacation. There's, you know, that has nothing to do with it. Christmas Vacation 2. And so, so, I mean, that's basically the same thing that they did with this. It was like, eh, we have the franchise. What about, what if we put out another one? Well, you know, it makes me think of, it makes me think somebody might have had like, a contract sitting around like you know what we still we yeah got one more movie that we right. can we can pump out so yeah. let's and yeah they were like let's just do it because and... the whole the whole premise of it is it's an even worse premise than the first vacation where, yeah, where it... the first vacation is Clark wants to go on this noble vacation with his family out to Wally World to spend time. This is just he shows up at home driving like a maniac in the opening credits going like, hey, we're going to go to Vegas. He's got a bonus. He's going to Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, really, again, there's no real point to this one like there is with the other ones. Um, You know, there's in vacation, he has, uh, uh, there's something that he wants to do. This is like a family standard. It's a family Mm -hmm. tradition. You have one big, great trip. So there's that for that. You know, European vacation is they win it. So... They have it for free. They might as well take it. Christmas vacation is wanting to do vacation at home for your family. And then Vegas vacation really has nothing to do with it. Basically, it's putting... It's it's trying... Attempting to characterize Chevy Chase's character as a gambler, which we've never Came seen on, before, yeah, ever, yeah, yeah. ever. No. And it, it's not like vacation always follows itself. I mean, obviously, there's another... A different Rusty and, um, and Audrey, Audrey in this one as well. Um, which I know, I don't have a problem with that. I don't have that's done for fun. But generally, Clark stays the same throughout all of the the films. There's there's a recurring element to his character, and in this one, we all of a sudden have him as like a manic gambler, um, which manic is something I would definitely describe him as. But it, I think that Vegas Vacation really just lacks. A prominent theme to it. It's really about nothing, th- nothing, <laughs> and it's about them being terrible people, but it, that it's okay to for them to because be at, the, at the end of the day, it'll all come out all it'll right. It'll all come out all right. It's almost like it's om- it, it's like they took John Hughes's ideas for like Home Alone because the theme in this film reminds me of Home Alone, like 
hardcore at the end of Home Alone. Uh, like all the whimsical music <laughs> cues that they have in here. But it's like they took what John Hughes would do if it was like a heartwarming tale. And then they made it, they made it dark. They gave everybody in the film kind of a vice to overcome. And then they tried to explain it away by saying, ah, oh, look, it's okay. Because it's Vegas. What happens in yeah, Vegas happens, stays yeah. in Vegas. And I don't mind dark. I don't mind like a like a a tale that's kind of more realistic, but also that that they're, we're following bad people. But in this, there's really no point to it except that the Griswolds can do what they want, basically. Um, I I didn't think that that was the best way to conclude the film by having them just get whatever, you know, it would have been better if at the end of the film, when Clark gambles all their money away and they don't win at Kino, that they they actually had to like contact Alan's parents, like they talk about or something, because I, I like the idea that they have him bet all of his money and And then not win because you're thinking, Oh, you know, it's gonna, that is one of the good shots is when like they realize that you know the shit they're not gonna win and Clark's like oh if we get eight numbers because uh, if to win a yeah, keno yeah fifteen thousand yeah they could still win fifteen thousand even though they're down twenty two thousand yeah and then the next number comes up and it's not even close and Alan's face just looks so dejected yeah. that is a good moment and I wish they would have kept with that and then at the end you know they're shit out of luck they have to contact Alan's family to wire them money and. So now the end credits should have been them hitchhiking and blowing truckers for rides with holiday role play. <laughs> <laughs> the darkest vacation movie. But um it I don't know. I I don't have a problem with it emphasizing that stuff like <sighs> underage gambling, underage <laughs> drinking, uh potential infidelity which Ellen <laughs> this time gets enamored <laughs> with Wayne Newton and uh instead of well also, Clark does too. Several several times, several times. you yeah. see his eyes wandering around. Wandering, but um, and I don't have a problem with that sort of thing because I do think Vacation has its like darker moments to it. It's black comedy, which I enjoy. But in this one, it doesn't always work because I don't think that the writers really had the understanding of what you have to do with that, like how to factor that into a film that you know people want to root for the protagonists in this film you kind of don't you kind of don't want to root for them they're all kind of jerks yeah so in a way you don't you don't really want to root for them at all i mean i still i still think that it's it can be funny there are times where that situational humor really hits chevy chase does have a few really good one-liners yeah the i think the best one is when i Cousin Eddie is looking for him in the casino and he drops down to his knees and he winds up with his face in a chick's tits and she's wearing a pearls uh she's wearing a pearl necklace and Chevy goes, Well that's a good place to put a pearl necklace. <laughs> I like how you said chick's tits. I probably would have said like cleavage or something like that, but nope, you go right <laughs> for it. You're like chick chick's tits. Um, yeah, that I mean, they do have some good lines, which I mean, this was a PG movie, so Probably they got away with that without, you know, it was like one of those. Somebody somebody over at the Motion Pictures Association of America wasn't paying attention well, to it was some like, of those. It was like they were like, yep, yeah, this will fly right over kids' heads. Because you also had the part two where he's trying to learn Baccarat and Ellen comes out trying to seduce him because she wants to have sex. And he's like, no, not now. I'm trying to learn Baccarat because he, apparently he's James Bond. He's got to learn how to play Baccarat. And she's like, come on, Sparky. And he's like, no, no, I'm learning Baccarat, you know, to the bank, to the house, to the bank, to the bank. And then she just hops on him and turns the light off, and he's like, oh, hard six. And then she goes, Clark, he's like, hit me. And she smacks him, and he's like, good night. <laughs> That's called innuendo. <laughs> I mean, that, that was funny, but other than that, there's not really. Yeah, I mean, I did find s- s- certain, like, situational mm-hmm. aspects funny. Um... I oh I like Randy Quaid in it because I think he, he's basically written exactly the same as he is in Christmas Vacation. I don't think he's written at all. I think it's Randy Quaid being Randy yeah Quaid. yeah probably not. <laughs> it's probably Randy Quaid being Randy Quaid. 
Um, I love seeing him carry. He always had a bush in hand. Yeah. He always. He like it was one of the parts I noticed that was hilarious to me was uh, when they're walking around the strip. He's got a six pack of bush, but four cans are missing because he's drinking them. So the other two are just hanging around his belt loop. Like I got a beer to go. Yeah. Got the six pack to go. You know. It's got it holstered in there. Brilliant idea. You should do it. <laughs> See you walking around town like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't think in uh, our part of New York you can. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's you can pro- do, probably you, not you can allowed. Do that. So, do you think um, Wayne Newton is subtly mocking himself here, or do you think that the writers were mocking Wayne Newton? Really? I think you know? Wayne's subtly mocking yeah. himself, and not only that, I think he's he's definitely one of the best parts of the movie. Yeah, he's hilarious. Yeah, his, his, because his, his, because he's mocking himself. Yeah. He's hilarious. And he looks like such a pimp, too. Like, when we first see him walking across the casino, he's got his nice pompadour, a big cigar. Looks like he's a character in, like, the, yeah, tunnel, got, in the tunnel snakes from Fallout. He's got, like, a, a red suit on at one point, which, who can pull that <laughs> off but Wayne Newton? And then, um, then after that, like, he keeps getting, like, more undressed, where he just now has <laughs> a jacket on with a, with his... With his hair just sticking out like a burst, shirt. It, yeah, yeah, bursting. He has a like hair a... shirt underneath. So. It was great when he when Ellen goes to his house for the first time and he opens up and he's wearing like in an American flag mm. jumpsuit with like a Japanese headband. And he's That's like pre Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, right and he's like, oh hi, I'm just training my body. It's my instrument. Got to keep your instrument nice and you know strong and tight. What is that line? You think Stella wants to come home to the? <laughs> you think I got where I look? <laughs> You think I got where I am in life looking like Peter Pan over there? <laughs> Grab This is Napoleon Dynamite, if you don't know. <laughs> you think anyone wants a roundhouse kick to the face when we're in these bad boys? Forget about it. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's pre-Napoleon Dynamite right there. But, um, yeah, I think he's I think he's mocking himself. I think, I like that he's in this and that he has this he's definitely, humor. Yeah, he's, in that, and um, Siegfried and Roy as well. Pretty much mocking him. So I don't know what I don't know. I, I think it's Roy that's wearing like the big like metal. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't know because I don't really know. I don't either. I, I don't know. See, I, I I I've heard of them. I remember like back a couple years ago when the one got mauled by the tiger. Yeah, I mean I don't. But I, I don't either. I I don't really know yeah. him either. But. I'm not sure which one it is. It's either Siegfried or Roy is wearing like a, like a huge gigantic codpiece. Yeah, yeah, just like. And I don't even I don't even know if that's real or not. Like I don't know if he does that all the time, or is that was that for the sh- for the movie itself? I don't know. But that's why the movie cost twenty five million dollars. Yeah, that make. right there, the metal <laughs> piece on him. Um. I, well, I mean, I, I do like that they were able to laugh at themselves and and kind of put that in there. I, I would have liked to see have seen Robert Goulet in there. <laughs> but um, you know, I, I I enjoyed that part of it, and I think you're right. Wayne Newton is probably the best part of the vacation. So, like I said, he's hilarious. He's, it's funny when the they come crashing into his house in a tour bus full of Asian people, <laughs> and just walking around, his house. and they're like walking around like, oh, Wayne Newton's house, <laughs> and then you have. Wayne, like, they all, like, you know, and Chevy's acting like an idiot, like, oh, I gotta talk to you, dear, I love you, and Wayne's like, oh, you gotta be fucking kidding me, he's like, yeah. no, not this crap. Yeah. Are you, he's, his exact guy's like, are you kidding me? It's fr- hilarious. It's like the best part of that whole scene, is, cause that's when Chevy gives, you know, his typical, I've been a fool, you know, you know, what I need is you and the family. Well, I know you were flipping out about that part because you're like, no, that's you know, he's been a, he's been an asshole the entire time. Well, he's a- yeah, no, that's see, that's what pisses me off about it is because it's the same moral all four films have had is like, I've been a fool, I should have listened to you, we should be a family. It's like the whole haven't learned. It, it's yeah, yeah. It's like no wonder why she's gonna go and fuck Wayne New and leave yeah. you. What well, I mean, I can see that they wanted to follow up with Vacation standard formula. For you know, for fans of it, but at the same time, you do. It's insulting. It it's insulting, though. At, yeah. At this point, if you know. Yeah, something that like branches out from that regular theme that they always have carried through each movie would have been nicer. I think would have would have because in European, I say, cause in European, it's the same thing too. It's yeah. not because he's a fool because he lets the kids go off and do whatever they want and. You know, and he 
by the end, he's like, oh, I sh- instead of letting them do their own thing, I should I've been a fool. I yeah. should have, you know, we should have all been together. It's, this, it's, this this, it's the yeah. same damn thing. At this point, you gotta be wondering, like, why? What, you know, except, what are you doing? Except in this this one, they get rewarded for it. Rusty wins four cars. Yeah, you see him win two cars. You don't see him win the other two cars. Yeah. And Audrey goes off to be a dancer at the most 90s club in the world. <laughs> it's got, you know, stupid dancing cages, neon lights. Somebody's tripping out on X, probably. I don't know. I know. But there's a sit and after that when they go when Chevy and Bev go hunt down Audrey and Audrey and shit <laughs> Russ. Yeah. When they like to find him like, come on, we're gonna be a family together and they're like, No, we don't wanna go and then all of a sudden they cut to them in the parking lot and they're like, Dad, we're so glad to be with you. It's like where was the scene of you trying to convince them, you know, you've changed you, that you want to be together as a family. Like, it's just, it's like, where's, there's a scene missing here. Yeah. That, oh, yeah, that scene. Yeah. That's what, that's what I was talking about when it was, when I said it was cobbled together. Like, there, yeah, basically, che- the first, beforehand, Chevy's seen um, carrying Audrey out of a club. As kick, yeah, kick, yeah, kicking, kicking and, and screaming. Then all of a sudden, we're outside, and she's like, you're right, Dad, you're right. I, you know, giving him a hug and, and a, a group, Group family photo time, basically. Um, you're, yeah, you're missing the yeah, scene where a, the, he he convinces them yeah. that no, Rusty being an underage gambler is bad, and Audrey, you being a whore is bad. Yeah. Well, I I know you're laughing, but I mean, I, she's, she doesn't act whorish, but cousin Eddie's one daughter looks like and acts like a crack meth head stripper in Vegas and looks like she belong like, uh, was a reject from Paul Verhoeven's showgirls like her whole part in the and all that when they're dancing and going to the clubs and the party I felt like I was watching showgirls except it's not as funny as showgirls yeah which that would be that'd be a great movie for us to review for the podcast showgirls his be- Paul Verhoeven's best movie fuck Robocop <laughs> fuck Starship Troopers showgirls showgirls it is yeah, no. I um I wish that Vegas Vacation had done more cuz I think it could have done more than just you know what it does is basically putting the Griswold family in Vegas and then just letting them run with it. I I don't really again, I think like with European Vacation there is no destination here. There's no you know what is the film working towards? It really doesn't have one. It's and I think because the family splits up so much, there it's very splintered too. You're getting a lot of different aspects of it that may or may not work. Yeah. So I think that's part of the problem. It's it's splintered in all different directions. I mean, you have that since they're all away from each other, you have Alan going after Wayne Newton. I don't. I think they could have done so much more with the whole idea of Vegas. Like, yeah, yeah. That's they what I mean. they spend too much time on like gambling casinos. Yeah. When like but, you could have like done more with the shows, done more with all the other kind of known seedy aspects, and yeah. the hotels and all. Like, there's so much more to Vegas than just casinos. Yeah, because I think well, that's like I said when they when they break up the the family with. Um, Clark basically all his time is time in the casino is spent in the casino gambling and losing money to yeah. that to the one um, uh, uh, dealer which I can't remember the actor's name but he's always hilarious and every, every little thing he does he usually has just uh, bit rolls oh yeah I mean and in here he is kind of a bit roll but Wallace Shawn that's who it is Wallace Shawn um, but I think that with yeah, I think they really wasted something with Chevy Chase here because he really doesn't get a lot of chances to do anything. It's basically gambling or I though I did like the part where he's at the ATM and all along with the watchtower is playing, and you see the because he went to the ATM to get more money to yeah. gamble, and you see it pouring out, s- spitting out, pouring out hundreds. And he's like, I'm gonna win. That that was like yeah. funny. That was a funny part, but. And the one scene, as you mentioned too, he's like, "I want a hundred dollars in chips." And you're like, "That looks like a one." I think it was a one. We watched a, a 
poorer quality version of the film because we had to get it off of the internet. But I, it looked like a one to me. It, I mean, it looked pretty clearly like a one. So very well could have been. And uh, the other thing you mentioned too about the shows is that I actually thought that the Siegfried and Roy show was in there just to like market on Siegfried and Roy because yeah, mar- really there was there was. Of an extended period of time they spent on Siegfried and Roy for really no, no reason. Yeah, because it was just the, the, it was just the, the joke that was there could have been done in like quicker. Yeah, I mean they spent so much time on that, and really the, there was no payoff for that joke. It was <laughs> it was just them going life. after because Chevy. What happens is Chevy gets called up on stage to make, get made disappear, and while he's up there, he's acting like a total douchebag to <laughs> Siegfried and Roy. He's like, "Yeah, how do you do your trick? You got mirrors? He's like, hey, you seen the finger trick? I can." Look, it look, doesn't look like my thumb, does it? Then I'm pulling away, huh? huh? And they you know, make him disappear. And then you got five minutes of them running through the Siegfried and Roy act, and they're like, oh, the family's like, where's, where's happened to Clark? What happened to Chevy? And then they go through his, their act, and all of a sudden he pops up on stage with, like, the tigers. And that's where you're like, oh, there he is! Yeah, and then it cuts away, like, immediately after yeah. that, and there's no mention of it again. I really think that they just had that in there. Yeah, that's five, like a, that's five minutes that yeah. could have been just, trimmed down to, like, Transitioning to that, it was a yeah. real quick joke that really doesn't pay off for all that time spent. Um, I, yeah, I don't know why they had that in there besides just being there for Siegfried and Roy to plug their show. Well, like I said, that's where your twenty-five million dollars. Yeah, really. So yeah, <laughs> getting Siegfried and Roy. Getting, I mean, I, I really do think that Wayne Newton appeared just because he paycheck. Well, not just because of the the, the he, Vegas Vegas isn't paying him enough. He, he got in debt to some mafia game. I think he just enjoyed, enjoyed mocking himself <laughs> as well. Um, but yeah, there's some product placement definitely in this film. Mar, uh, Marcus Neiman, or no, I'm sorry, Marcus Neiman. Neiman Marcus <laughs> um, is it. in there. I mean, that's the dress that Ellen gets that's delivered to her from Wayne Newton. You see, that's the, like pretty clearly on the box. Like, oh, it's from <laughs> Neiman Marcus. Um, Dunkin' Donuts is like Subway too. Yeah, and Subway are like right behind. And that one, sh- in that one shot with Rusty walking down the strip, you can yeah. clearly see those ads in the back. Like, yeah, definitely some product placement in there, which I think again is how they vacation, like selling out there, <laughs> getting in there last. And I'm kind of glad that Vegas Vacation was the last one because they didn't need any more vacations that were coming up short like that. I mean, they had already really run the well dry. I, I think at this point, Chevy's kind of acting like he's doing his Gerald Ford on SNL. He, he's kind of like a bumbling idiot throughout yeah. this. He's like, when at the end of the movie, when he's trying to give a speech to Cousin Eddie about how money doesn't matter, uh, when possessions don't matter, it's about family, and Rusty's like tapping him, trying to say something. He's like going on with his speech, like, oh, no, 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 I'm, I'm busy. Hold on. He, that's what it reminds me of. He's kind yeah. of more like the way he's driving in the intro to his house after you know yep. to tell his family he's got a Vegas vacation. Him swerving all over the road like an idiot <laughs> for no reason. It is. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'm kind of glad that they they ended them here and they didn't decide to go on with any more vacations, um, except for the new one, obviously. But. Sequels to come there. Yeah, do you think that they're gonna do something like European or Vegas vacation for that one? Well, they hint at the end of the new vacation that they want to go to Europe. Yeah. So they could very well do a remake. Which is of... going to turn into Euro trip? Oh God, with Ed Helms. Yeah. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Maybe Michelle Trachtenberg will show up again. Where's she? Been? I I never even like. Wasn't she in like American Horror Story for just a little bit? I think she was. I, I, Something like that. I never even liked Euro Trip when it came out. I think I was one of the few people in our class that did not like Euro Trip. Everyone thought it was hilarious because of that Scotty doesn't know song. Scotty doesn't know. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think. I'd rather watch Road Trip with Tom Green and Brecken Mayer. Never saw it. It's more funny. Yeah. Yeah. I never did. That's, that's my review. That's my review. It's On the funny. box. More funny. <laughs> more funny than Euro Trip? No, yeah, just, just, no, just, just, no, just more funny. Just more funny. Yeah, grammar, grammar terrible, and everything just more funny. It came out before Euro Trip. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you were gonna qualify it with like more funny than Euro Trip. No, or no, more it, funny it, than when it, you know any no, other it, road trip no, it's out there. It came, it's came, it came out before Euro Trip, and it's like it's an American Pie style 
movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, so is Euro Trip, but yeah. just with. I still. Did, well, and, did and we Road watch Trip... it at like Joe Anders' house? Didn't Euro Trip? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did, and I'm pretty sure that's when I thought that. Yes, we did. I'm getting. My wife is saying yes, we did. I don't know if and I was there for that. I, I remember the. One, being... I remember the one time we watched uh, movies. Oh, it was... I'm getting from my produ- my executive producer, my wife over here. She's saying no, no. no fact I don't. Check I don't yourself. think I was no. because we what we watched the one time we were at our friend Joe's uh, was across the universe, which made oh, me yes, which made me physically and violently angry, and then Tropic Thunder, which is a great movie. I don't remember. I don't think I watched Tropic Thunder with you guys. I hate. No, no, you weren't there. No, you, you. I wasn't there. No, you weren't. It was no. like Taron. And and I guess you weren't there for Euro Trip either. No. But I I remember seeing at Euro Trip and just being like, "This is fucking gar. This is stupid." Yeah. Well, I, re- I think, and not in, not in that stupid way like Harold and Kumar go to White Castle where you yeah. can get some laughs out just, of it. You just didn't, didn't I, enjoy it. No. I, the only thing I remember is around that time Michelle Trachtenberg was on Buffy, the Vampire Slayer. So it was a big time for her, and then she <laughs> did show her boobs in Euro Trip. So it was like a big time for everyone. Oh, and and ro- and, like, ro- and Road Trip. What? It's saying Road Trip. It's Amy Smart that shows her boobs. Oh, okay, because it was like what Buffy's sister. She showed her boobs. What? So there's that. But <clears throat> we're getting way off topic now. <laughs> so yeah, you know they might do a European. I would I would kind of like to see a Christmas vacation done. With Ed Helms, uh, you're no. shaking your head. No, I would like. To I see don't. It I don't just have it because. Well, first of all, I'm a sucker for Christmas movies, so any like new Christmas <laughs> yeah, movie I'm coming not, out yeah, is going to be something that I want to see. But I would like to see what they would do with it because I think for some of the flaws that Vacation had, I think they did at least try to give homage to. No, I agree. I uh, as we said before in the uh, the podcast about it was it's a trashy comedy, but it's still entertaining and funny. Yeah. I mean, would I like to see a sequel if they could keep it up? What they were doing, then yeah, I'd go see like a European vacation or yeah. hell wherever they decide to go. Um, I wouldn't want to see Christmas vacation though of them. Because I don't think they could do a, in that kind of situation, I don't think they could pull it off. Well, they might not stay home for the remake. They Even still, like, though, I don't, like, where where the hell would you go that yeah. could make a Christmas... Aspen. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But... Canada. It's, it's snowy Canada. <laughs> China, is because uh, oxymoron. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, would you want to see a Vegas vacation remake? I think with their their dirtier direction, I think it I think I think it, it would work. I think, I think, I think it, it would work, work more better. to its advantage. Yeah, they could take more because they wouldn't, wouldn't be afraid to be like let's go to the strip clubs. Let's yeah. do you know, go to the more. I, and I'm surprised with this one that Vegas Vacation they went for a PG rating on this one too, because the rest of them they might have had to with like maybe some of the yeah maybe they did maybe they had to maybe they were. Trying to market to because I mean va- vacation has always been like a family comedy about family, but it's never really incorporated ben. like the younger generation. So maybe that was what maybe that was their goal. They had a twenty five million dollar budget. They had to recoup it somehow. They were they like, had, "Oh, this movie's pretty shitty. We got to market <laughs> it to the the younger as, as like a family movie yeah, instead they, of yeah." Yeah, it's like because otherwise, either go see Christmas vac- or either go see Vegas Vacation or go see Beethoven. Which <laughs> I'd, I'd rather go see Beethoven. <laughs> but um, well, actually, at that point, it'd be like Beethoven's third. Yeah, Beethoven. Yeah, Beethoven's third or something. Like that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't even know if those got into theaters. I don't remember. Um, I think the second one, up to the second one. Yeah, then. Beethoven's third probably did not. I think that was direct to video. How many times can you show Beethoven busting through a door before you're like, okay, we've seen it. That's basically plot of, sorry to spoil it, one, two, and three. Well, there's more than three. There's like seven. Is there? Yeah, I think there's like seven now. Well. It's like Land Before Time. It's the film franchise that that keeps pumping out movies that you did. And also, spoiler, that can't be the same Beethoven. Sorry Sorry to tell you, it can't be the same one. It's not the same. So, but yeah, I, I I used to like Beethoven, and then I was like, "Why? You know, how many times can you show the dog being a dog?" 
basically. It's like you didn't you didn't want you <laughs> bought a fucking 150 pound dog. What do you expect? <laughs> I don't, it's like yeah, it's gonna cause mischief. Yes, it's gonna drool. Yes, yes. It's gonna yes. <laughs> I don't know who goes into that. I mean, yeah, if it was like a chihuahua, and then all of a sudden it's like biting. It's like eating through a wall or something and you're like wow this is a devil dog but what a great con- what a great concept that is though they you get a dog for the family he hates dogs and they're up against an evil veterinarian who wants to eat. yeah yeah i don't i don't know oh it's like just his greatest problem child yeah <laughs> okay well we're getting up to the hour mark here and I don't really have anything more to say about Vegas Vacation because we think we covered pretty much everything about it. Well, they did. We I forgot to mention oh. the, the nice uh, cameo bit from good old Christina Berkeley. Christine Christy Brinkley. Brinkley, yeah. That's the beer, that's the beer, beer talk. Yeah. Christy Brinkley, yeah, she does come back. They, uh, that's where you get the nice Holiday Road song shoved in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. And she's driving the car and Chevy's doing his old... He recognizes her. He's doing his little, you know, pushing hair his hair back and his, and all that. And then she pulls up by him, and she's got a baby in the car, and he's just mortified. He's <laughs> like, "That your baby?" <laughs> and then she's her, uh, her speeds off. Plate is Mama? Should have said Milf. I don't think that was a thing back then. Was uh, it? No, no, ninety-seven. Yeah, no. I don't think so. No, yeah, American Pie was not. But if they that would have made it like at least uh, solidified American society because yeah. it would have brought Milf to the. Yeah, lexicon in a, in a PG movie, <laughs> probably. It couldn't have been. It wouldn't have been any worse than that pearl necklace line. Yeah, but that's gonna go way. Well, I guess milf. I mean, milf is just a funny word, though. Yes, they would say it's an acronym. So yeah, so I guess they could get away with it if nobody knew what it was. Yeah, but see, the thing is, it wouldn't have been qualified at that point either. There would have been no definition. It would just said milf, and no one would have known what it was. Well, they could have thrown in an American Pie. When they're talking about MILFs, like, oh, yeah, remember from Vegas Vacation? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because American Pie is going to reference Vegas Vacation. Um, other than that, any other any other things that you can think of that you want to talk about for Vegas Vacation? I don't really have anything. I mean, that's pretty much it. I, I The only thing I, I can think of to talk about anecdotally is that I remember catching this a lot of the time on TV. A lot of the time, yeah. like on like FX, FX or used to even play like even before FX, I remember seeing it on like um, UPN and stuff like that, like really lower budget channels it, yeah. that would get it for like their Sunday movie, you know, <laughs> dinner and a movie. Yeah, it'd be like on TBS. Oh, great Vegas vacation again. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well it was on last week. I guess we. That's that's the same thing, kind of that. Yeah, like that. Oh, would always annoy me about FX when they do like the DVD, like you oh, really yeah. think it'd be the same fucking movies over. Like, yeah, X Men. X Men. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> X Men. Every time it's like we've even got some special features for you, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah. About what special effects, makeup, or something? Yeah, we I saw seen that this last time. Saw this before. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know they would always do that. Um, for next time, I think probably we're gonna try to get a podcast in. Pretty soon, I don't think we'll we'll wait another month to do no, it again. No. We'll probably try to get it in, um, maybe sometime next week. Coming back from San Francisco on Monday, so maybe we can get it in Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, because it is Halloween season, so we've got to follow up with our name, Blood and Black Rum Podcast, and get in a horror movie here or there. Right? Well, well yeah. Um, I think that we'll probably do that pretty soon, and and I don't know what I don't know what we'll decide to do yet. Um, but I know that we also have Black Caesar that just came out recently on Blu-ray from Olive Films that we'd like to to Take get up on the out. podcast as well. Nice black exploitation film. Nice black exploitation film. Check out Olive Films. Uh, none of their Blu-ray releases have special features on them. Just so you know, when you get into it. They are just releasing a remastered version of the movie, so that's something to keep in mind. But those are out now. Black Caesar and um, what was the other one? I forget now. I can't even remember. Black Caesar and it was another one. Um, Shaft 2, Shaft in Africa. Nah, no, it wasn't any of those. <laughs> but um, So definitely uh, we will try to get that up there. 
Um, I would also like to take a look, if possible, if we have time, at the season premiere, the series premiere of Ash vs. Evil Dead. That'd be definitely, a good one to, to definitely put up on here. our watch list. Yeah, and we are going to try to. I don't know if Martin's going to have time, but I did want to do a Fear the Walking Dead feature. I which could actually I, I yesterday could, just finished its la- its first season. I could cram that in. So um, I'm very skeptical about it because. So actually, maybe we could do that next time. Is do a Fear of the Walking Dead one because I'm on the last. I just have to watch the last episode, uh, which aired yesterday actually, and then Martin has to catch up on all six. But it's not going to take you that long. Six mm-hmm. episodes. It's not not a you know it's not a full mm-hmm. season of fifteen or sixteen episodes. Yeah, that'd kill me. So yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. and I can just tell you that we're probably not going to have great things to say about Fear of the Walking Dead, which is why I want to take it on because most people are really just have a laundry list of great things to say about The Walking Dead, and I really don't. Neither do I. So, I think it's important to have a podcast... Carl! Carl! <laughs> I think it's important to have a podcast that... Carl! ...to look at the flaws of... Your mother's so proud, Carl. <laughs> Rick, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Go answer that fucking phone from Lori again. <laughs> Um, sounds like George Bush. It sounds like he's trying to do his best George Bush impression. Like he always is. Rick's always squinting. He's like, Carl, gotta work hard, Carl. It should have been Shane that lived. <laughs> um, so we probably won't have a, a great things. I, I honestly, I will say that the first few episodes of Fear the Walking Dead are pretty rough. I, I thought they were really boring, to be honest with you. The last two that I watched. Are, they get better, and I haven't seen the season finale, so we'll see. And we'll, well, geez, we'll, that's the same thing that you could say about The Walking Dead. Like, oh yeah, those first few episodes, they were pretty, pretty, yeah, for like every season, it's like, ugh, like pretty rough. And then at the end, you you might see some light at the end of the tunnel, or you might not, depending on. Yeah, it depends on where they go with it. Yeah. So I will check it out, and then we'll let you know. Um, and then also, we have. Um, Probably the new Tremors film. We have the new Tremors film, Tremors Five. Didn't which, know that was even coming out. It's on out. Netflix now, or it's, it's on Instant. I think in um, midway through October, it's coming on. Oh, okay. Because I, mean, I saw, it I saw literally it, just released on DVD. Yeah, I, I, uh, tomorrow. Actually. Yeah, I just. I think it's midway through October. I gotta relook at the list, but yeah. I saw the well, list online of new Netflix things, and that's one that caught my eye. I can't remember the exact date, but. I was kind of blown away because I didn't know that they were doing a new Tremors film. Yeah. It's been 10 plus years since Tremors 4 and the TV series on sci-fi. Yeah. So that totally shocked the hell out of me. And we so we got like, what do we got, like three months left in October? So we'll probably try to cram in as much as possible for podcasting for Halloween because it's primo time. So we'll, we'll try to do that. Um, I know that... Um, I also want to try to get in at some point the new Gundam. If if that's something yeah. that we can do, I don't know. We might do it late in the season, like late when it ends, because to give like a full review yeah, instead of like a, a full few, review instead, instead of like a few episode episodes, by yeah. episode review, because that's not really very easy for one thing. I mean, that's a they lot release of... weekly. I don't know how many episodes it's going to be. It just released. Yesterday, I think probably twenty six. Probably twenty six, or it could be fifty two. I don't really know. They usually now they usually go the twenty like the half season around instead of yeah. fifty. So that's Iron Blooded Orphans. So I haven't caught the first episode yet, but I do. I would like to, and maybe even we'll throw in uh, Lupin when that finishes because that's oh, just well, that, starting... we're definitely gonna do Lupin. Yeah, because new... that that's the new twenty fifteen <laughs> Lupin the Third, which is uh, Blue Jacket, is actually. Um, well, it already started in Italy, and I think they actually finished. How many? It finished already because yeah, there was twenty six episodes. They did four episodes a week, so yeah, that was it's really done, yeah. that really only left like what five weeks, basically six weeks, yeah. depending on. I don't know how many they showed at once, but so unless it no, it probably actually was twenty four episodes. So they probably did yeah six weeks. So it's already done. I've seen the first four episodes. I really do like it so far. Um, I haven't watched it yet because I'm waiting for the. It's just starting to air in Japan now, and I definitely would because I like the Japanese voice cast. Well, what I, I did I'm see glad, the I'm Japanese gl- dub. Um, I'm uh, glad for whatever reason they had it online for f- the first four episodes. 
Yeah. And I'm glad I'm glad to see they still got Kiyoshi Kobayashi still kicking around as Jigen. Man's in his late seventies and he's still still pulling it off like it's nineteen sixty eight still. Now is Japan gonna do um four episodes a week as well? God no, no. No, they're just gonna do it one at a time. So I got a little ways probably to wait until they actually have episode five up for me to continue with it. So so we're gonna do that as well and we will be back um pretty shortly. With either you know a movie or Fear of the Walking Dead, and whichever one and you if to. you want to as well, be feel free to email Ryan and give some up you know some ideas at yeah some films or definitely we'll we'll take a look at uh, anything that anybody wants to see covered and we'll do our best. Generally, we try to cut. We, we I don't love to cover like really like mainstream films because it's they've been done so much. Like I wouldn't choose to do Halloween because that's as nice like, as nice as that would yeah. be to talk about yeah it's you know everyone's there's no there's nothing really that we can add now to the conversation it's really gonna give anything more about the film but if we w- reviewed Halloween 6 we could talk about why is Paul Rudd not carrying a Sierra Nevada pale ale throughout the entire film yeah yeah well <laughs> I think because of his age in the film he would not be 21 at that time but um so yeah, we'll definitely take suggestions. You can email that to Blood and Black Rum Podcast at gmail dot com. I also um, am. We're on iTunes now. Uh, we're on uh, Stitcher. You can hear us on SoundCloud at soundcloud dot com slash Blood and Black Rum Podcast. Uh, we are now on Facebook as well, so you can look for us. Go to that search bar. Type in Blood and Black Rum Podcast. Hit enter. You will see us. Um, so that is, so we're we on a, there. Do we have a Twitter handle? We don't have a Twitter handle. I generally just do it myself. Uh, Ryan, it's at Ryan R Y N E T M I A D W because the moon is dead world. Um, so if you type that long thing in, yeah. So if you type that in, you can actually uh, go on Twitter. You can <laughs> at us, which is a, a ret- reply. You can retweet. So it would be helpful if you retweeted our. Uh, and we'd love to see those retweets and and live as we're you're listening to the podcast. That's right. Uh, go back on to Facebook. You can actually probably uh, Facebook us and then also tweet us that you Facebooked us. So that would be helpful as well. Uh, you can it's and it's also you you'll definitely get us too if you follow us on SoundCloud. You'll be updated to all of the the new um, episodes. podcast episodes. And then iTunes is really great because you'll automatically get the new update if you subscribe. So. Uh, you have all that get on it that's your mission for next time we will be back hopefully not in a month um but much much sooner because it is october and it is my favorite time of the year and we'll be covering some horror stuff coming up so signing off thanks for listening